be unto you from God. You know, uh, uh, Paul said, uh, we, are, we are ambassadors of grace and peace you know, from God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, look at the Second Timothy, Second Timothy one seven. Hey, Bob. Got you recording. Huh? Got you recording. Oh, okay. I still not uploading them, but it'll be here soon. Second uh, Timothy one seven says, "For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love." And of a sound mind. You know, that, that's good to know, ain't it? <laughs> you know, sometimes I, sometimes I, I actually doubt that one, but uh, for the biggest part, yeah, we got, uh, that's what he's given us, you know. Uh, even, you know, if we talked about this last week, you know, even, you know, even Paul, he talked about the uh, uh, God, God of judgment and war, but he, but he, when he gets into his ministry, uh, you remember here a while back, uh, well, I'll just show you on that, corner. Remember <laughs> on a while back, we were talking about this, you see here, you know, during this time here, during the law, during the law, you know, that's when uh, they have a whole lot, a whole lot of judgment going on, you know, because it's all surrounding the law. Uh, you see right here on this chart that uh, we're in the dispensation of God's grace, grace and peace. It's, when you get to Paul here, you got you got your grace, you know, Romans through Philemon. So uh, that's where we at now. You know, we living we living in the uh, we living in an age of grace. You know, uh, age of peace and grace. Now, peace is uh, it's kind of elusive in this world. You know where. Well, we told to provide what we need. There are constantly others trying to do what? Take what we have. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is. You know, uh, we, we don't need to get all into politics and everything. But you know, that's pretty much what they're doing now. You know, they they uh, kind of like uh, Robin Hood in a way. <laughs> but, you know, but they. But they didn't. They didn't quit taking from the rich and giving to the poor. They taking, taking from one poor now and giving to another. <laughs> so they're they're constantly trying to take. We have, but we have peace, uh, peace with God through Jesus Christ. Uh, Romans five one. That's pretty familiar. That's forward. Uh, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That, that whole chapter, actually, uh, chapter 5, is kind of a 
uh, a chapter of, of, of freedom. <laughs> it is. Uh, we can also have peace, the peace of God work in us through the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, he will he'll work in us. You know. Philippians 4, 7, uh, you can see there. <clears throat> I like Philippians. It's all about peace and joy. <laughs> Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God. The peace of God. Notice the of right there. Mm -hmm. Peace of God. Which passes all understanding. Shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. You know, uh, I got a real... Uh, I guess you call it a real sad phone call the other day. Uh, my aunt called. Uh, she called me because she said she didn't want me to hear it through the grapevine, but she's, uh, she's pretty much on her way out. And, uh, she's dying and uh, she's not going to take any uh, treatment. And everything. Uh, she said, but I got peace with God. Uh, she said she had peace with God. You see, now, there's a little bit of difference between, between having peace with God and having a peace of God, you know. But uh, I'm, I'm, I am glad for, you know, what her intent was and what she meant. You know, we do want to pray for her. She's the, she's the last remaining, uh, what would you call it? She's my aunt and the last one of that generation. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. she's the only one left of that whole generation on my mama's side, all my generation on my daddy's side already. But uh, uh, in grace, you know, we would have, we would have no thing, no, nothing. We wouldn't have hope, we wouldn't have anything without grace, would we? We just wouldn't have anything. If we're not for God's grace, and uh, given to us freedom. He gave it to us freedom. Freedom. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, you know, how can a man hope, you know, can, how, can, how can we buy hope? You know, we can't buy hope. You can't buy peace, <laughs> you know. You can't buy another hundred years of life, can you? You know, try as you may. <laughs> and they're trying. <laughs> yeah, they're trying. But we can't. Uh, a just man would uh, uphold the principle of giving people what they deserve, but if you deserve nothing or worse, what is your net worth in? Yeah, you know, what's your worth in? But, you know, you know, what are the times that you fail? You know, what are the times that you sin? You know, you know I, I, can't, uh, I, I can't buy that, you know, uh, you know, I sin no more. I ain't never sin no more. That banner's falling down. What's that? <clears throat> Man. Oh, okay. Um, uh, no one truly wants what they deserve. <laughs> you know, nobody wants that. You know, actually, they want more. If you're a sinner, you need more. Grace is necessary. For you to continue, you know, and, and the grace of God to you 
is in Christ Jesus providing what you cannot. You know, uh, we had a situation the other day, and I, you know, now I, now I probably had a little bit of a little bit of issue with a little bit of anger, <laughs> but uh, my wife went and got groceries, and and uh, when she came back, she said, "Well," she said, uh, "Is this is this girl?" And it's, it's a whole long story to it, but this. A girl, a girl at Walmart, and uh, she throwed her, you know, a good sad story and all this and everything. And uh, she said, "All I had in my, all I had left on me was a twenty-dollar bill." Uh -oh. She gave her the, gave her the twenty, gave her twenty dollars. <laughs> And said, it, said she stood there and, she, she, and about about two or three minutes later, the girl said, "I don't think that's gonna be enough." <laughs> but then, you know, that's a whole that's a whole another story. But my point is, <laughs> my point is, uh, did did that girl deserve that name? No, more than likely, no. But you know, you know, it was given to her by grace. You see what I mean? It was given to her by grace. You know, her intention was well. You know, but you know, and that's kind of how grace works. We don't deserve. Yeah, you know, we. You know, we, we're we're practically we're practically a beggar too. You know, we don't deserve it, but God just freely gave us grace. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes it's hard to wrap your mind around that. You know, it really is. You know, but uh, but you know, back to back to the peace. You know, we are at peace with God. <clears throat> what by how? By faith, you know, what we just read in Romans 5, 1, therefore being justified by faith, you know, uh, uh, we're not we're not under covenants or fear, you know, we 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 are to live, you know. Now this is a, this is a hard one too. We're to live peaceably with all men. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be impossible. Yeah, we'd be, yeah, we'd be, we'd be a people of all men. Uh, while you get Romans out, you know, you flip over to twelve eighteen. <clears throat> I'm there. Yeah, yeah, uh, Frankie was absolutely right. If it be possible, <laughs> as much as it lieth in you, <laughs> as much as lieth in you, live peaceable with all men. I'm glad. I'm glad Paul gave that little bit of a, a yeah. warranty right there. Yeah, get a little leeway there. So you know, you try. You know, you try. You know, and, uh, and it's going. Yeah, you going. It's going to come situations where you know you might have to just. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do something. Walk away and do something. Uh, 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2. 
says, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Now that we can do for all men. You know. Where were you at? First uh, Timothy two one. And two, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. So you know we, you know, you know if it's possible, you know we can have peace. But uh, if we can't, you know we can, we can still pray, can't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we can still we can still pray and uh, and do that. You know we live we live graciously with all men. You know this this is kind of unilateral our our ministry. You know First Corinthians six seven. Mm-hmm. It's pretty close there. Isn't it? Uh, it says, Now therefore it's utterly a fault among you because you go to law one with another. Why do you do, why do you not rather take wrong? Why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Oh, yeah. With these verses in 1 Corinthians, you know, uh, my, mom was always, my mom always said that. Uh, as much as she can, she would never sue, sue anybody. Yeah. I never understood why, but she she took First Corinthians very seriously. Right. <laughs> yeah, she she'd always say that because we joke around. You need to sue her, sue her, sue him, just joking around or whatever. And uh, she took verses like this very seriously. <laughs> so. Well, see, that, you know, they, you know, you are getting into some law there. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, so we live, not only do we live peaceably with all men, you know, try to, you know, we live graciously with all men, you know. Uh, like I just read there in uh, 1 6 and 7, uh, Colossians 4 6. Colossians 4 6 says, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. Uh, Jacob had a, uh, he had a class. It's been a couple of weeks ago now, and uh, part of his class, uh, you might can you might can explain it a little bit. It's on uh, on salt. He had yeah. uh, someone that uh, kind of yeah. argued with him about salt. Yep. Yeah. I was in a chemistry class, and uh, I asked for the answer to something, and a guy went sodium. I was like, no, that's not the right answer. He got what? So uh, yeah, sodium salt. And uh, I was like, if you was to bite sodium, it would blow your teeth out. 
because sodium is balanced with chloride <laughs> and it makes it edible. I was like, you can't eat sodium. <laughs> yeah. So you have to mix, you know, yeah. sodium and chloride yeah. together. Mm -hmm. You know, just like just like we have to mix uh, grace and peace together. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, to be able to function among men, we have to put them together. You see. <clears throat> That's good. I saw a man take a knife and cut a little cube of sodium, and I believe he put it in water and it immediately exploded. Yep. That's mm -hmm. not right. Yep. Yeah. On the periodic table, right there below sodium, all those elements in a row, if you put it in water, it'll blow up. And sodium is, uh, I know this is a little bit off topic, but with sodium, you actually have to keep it in oil because it's so reactive that if it touches the moisture in the air, it'll blow up in your hand. When he yeah. cut it with a knife, Yep. It was like a, a white chocolate. As he cut it with a knife, yeah. the color started changing from the top to the bottom just from the touching the air. Yeah, it's highly reactive. Um, if you go down at the bottom of it, there's uh, stuff just like sodium, but it gets stronger as it goes down the periodic table. There's one called cesium. What? Cesium. If you put it in a beaker, it would actually blow the glass up. So, uh, here in a few weeks, I'm, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a lesson. I'm actually gonna show how it sparks. I'm not going to Cessium because I'm not trying to blow myself up. <laughs> um, I'm excited for it though. How do you go about uh, purchasing some of those things? I, I got it in the, uh, the chemical closet. So. Really? Mm -hmm. yep. You can you can buy it from uh, there's something called Carolina Labs. It's like a chemistry uh, organization in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Can you give me some arsenic? I do have it. <laughs> I got everything in there. Hydrochloric acid, sulfuric acid. We used to be able to go to the drugstore and buy arsenic to blast trailer oil killed about three of the husbands. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that team? You put it on logs, it'd take care of termites. Uh, if, you, know, you know, if you eat enough apple seeds, you'd have cyanide poisoning? I've heard of it. Yep, because mm -hmm. uh, that white stuff inside is cyanide. Yeah. <laughs> we had a devotion in, uh, in, the, in the devotion book. This is. Uh, this was back in July. So, uh, I just wanted to go over it. You know, I thought it it uh, it fits real well. That uh, it's it is actually taken from uh, it's actually taken from First Corinthians three. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians 1, 3 through 8, uh, it says, uh, Grace be unto you, peace and peace from God our Father Jesus Christ. But anyway, if you read all the way through that to uh, verse 8, that's where they, they got this one from. It says, The Apostle Paul constantly rejoiced in the grace of God, sharing his joy with the churches. Exaggeration of the scope of the grace of God is not possible. <laughs> you, know, you know, I, I can't hardly, I can't hardly explain it. But uh, you know, he talks about there. You know, uh, the, the scope of it is hard, is not possible. One of our greatest privileges as believers is to is to glory in the knowledge of what grace has brought in our lives. Yeah. Paul frequently reminds us in his letters of the work of grace and its source 
and our textual passage, we find the most complete and blessed salutation directed to the Corinthians church. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. That and everything you are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come behind in a no come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall also confirm you unto the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, what a wonderful assurance, you know, our, our hint is embraced right here. Paul first confirms that grace and peace are prophets by God and Christ. <clears throat> then he offers thanks to God for the saints in the acknowledgement of his grace and expresses his desire that their spiritual capacity be fully governed by their confirmation in him. He desires for the believers the riches of blessings as they anticipate the glorious appearing. And finally, the best news of all, our Lord Jesus Christ shall confirm you unto the end. Grace is given by Christ. Mm -hmm. It brings us confirmation of our destination, strength to endure as we await our departure, and the assurance that we will be presented perfectly before him on that day. I don't, I don't, I'm not crazy about the author, but I like his title of his book, What's So Amazing About Grace. <laughs> yeah, is that Philip Yancey? I think it might Yeah, I think it is Philip Yancey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a good title. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yep. It's a real good title. Yeah, I'm the same way. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, you, but you, grace and peace, it has to be, it has to be all, it has to be all together. Uh, and you know when you know in in a in a marriage, <laughs> I don't want to get into marriage canceling <laughs> marriage stuff. That's for another day. <laughs> yes, but you know, yeah, uh, you, you hear you hear it all the time. You know, well, we fifty fifty and everything. Well, you can't be fifty fifty in marriage. You got to be a hundred percent in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. Has to be a hundred percent. You got to be a hundred percent in. I'm usually a hundred percent wrong. <laughs> Still a hundred percent. But uh, but you see what I mean. You gotta have, you, you know you gotta have you know you gotta, you gotta work with both perspectives there. You know, you know it, it's it's just a yeah yeah that's for another day. Okay. <laughs> You know, but uh, we, you know, we live uh, in a present evil world. Yeah. You know, uh, Acts, uh, go to Acts twenty twenty four. Acts twenty twenty four. Hey. In Acts twenty twenty four, 
it said, But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy in the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus Christ to testify the gospel. Listen. Gospel of the grace of God. So that's where we that's where you at there. You, see, you got the gospel. You got the gospel of the grace of God. Uh, you know, many many churches uh See if we can we're going to find it right quick. Anyway, everybody knows that uh, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Yeah. You know they they pray that one. You know they pray that one for our country. But you know it's a blessing and a and wrath in that <laughs> in the very same verse. You know you got a blessing, you got a wrath in it also. <clears throat> you know we're we're to be faithful. Uh, ministry, uh, faithful stewards of the mystery. Go to First Corinthians four one. First Corinthians four one says, "Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards." Uh, you know what a steward is. Uh, stewards of the mystery of God. You know, we don't we don't fight we don't fight flesh and blood, but we fight the powers of darkness. Look at Corinthians. Keep flipping over. Go to Second Corinthians. <clears throat> Ten three. Second Corinthians ten three says, uh, "For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh." So you can see there, you know, uh, Christ does; it, we don't. You know, our battle is a doctrinal one over understanding in people's mind. Uh, why in Second Corinthians just flip back the page to to uh, Second Corinthians four four? Says in whom the God that's Satan, whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon you. You know, that's, that's good, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, this is... Now, if you will, just uh, flip on over to Ephesians 6, 12. Exhaustively went through 
called Thetans here a while back, but uh, it's worth reading. For we, uh, and this is a familiar, a real familiar verse here. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, that's, that's a, you remember, uh, Paul talked about a third heaven. You know, well, a second heaven, I think, uh, I, I, I seen this fleshed out one time that uh, Satan was in the second heaven. <laughs> He's there too. So, uh, so it. So, so this is, you know, we 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 got a our foe, you know, it, you know, it's, you know, even though it might seem like, you know, you know, the present is not a problem, the Congress is not a problem. Uh, some Muslimism, what they call it, in Iman, they're not the problem. And, uh, but uh, we, we, we're against spiritual, spiritual wickedness. We operate graciously within this sinful world as a representative of Christ, Titus uh, 3.1. Titus 3 1 says this, says, Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey majesties, to be ready to every good work. And then, you know, we was talking a while ago about, you know, being at peace with people, you know. It says to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. But I actually uh, I think we can all just about fit into uh, verse 3 for we ourselves also were sometimes foolish <laughs> disobedient deceived serving dishes divers lusts and pleasures living in malice envy hateful and hating one another Then, well, let me go ahead and keep reading on. <laughs> Verse 4 says, But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward men appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. There is no worker, you know, which he shed on us. How? Abundantly, he shed it abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. But uh, we could breed on and on in there. That's just, you know, well, that's that's the gospel in there. Mm-hmm. That's some good stuff, you know. A gospel. You know, uh, and uh, well, if you do go on over a little bit to uh, 15 or 615, that all that with me salute me, greet them with love in the faith, grace, there it is again, Mm -hmm. grace be with you all, amen. 
Amen. Yeah. So, you know, it's a gospel of grace. And uh, that was actually, I'm sorry, that was actually the ending of Titus. <laughs> It all works out. But it, it sounded the same. Let me go back. It's not what I was reading wrong. Wrong one. Ephesians 6.15 says, uh, and your feet, you know, he's going through the armor here, uh, and your feet shod with what? The preparation of the gospel, gospel of, peace. of peace. So you got the gospel of grace, and you got the gospel of peace, hadn't you? And then, so, the, uh, so the grace of God, we also need uh, faith and obedience to His word. Jesus said He, uh, you know, we talked about it a while ago, we talked about being soft there, and he, you know, even Jesus talked about that. You know, you know. So you know that's how we have to operate. You know, you either you're you're either a, a part of the problem, or you're part of the solution. <laughs> you know, uh, go back to Titus. I knew I was there for a reason. <laughs> Titus 3 and 3. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've already read that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I knew I'd I knew I'd written it down for a reason. And that's why. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it happens at least one time a message, Prophet. <laughs> I'm looking for it now. Well, uh, well we we wanna you know so what we want to do, you know, you know, as a as a ministry and as an individual, you know, we want to we want to show grace toward others. That's what we want to do. You know, that's, it's just imperative that we be gracious toward others. You know, you know, and, and you know, many have the idea that being gracious is to be, you know, nice and polite to others. Yeah. You know, which that's 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 good, but you know. But that, that, you know, that's not grace. That's actually a social obligation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, others think that grace is merely withholding judgment. You know, don't judge. You know, and, and condemnation or punishment. This is simply showing mercy. You know, not giving someone what they deserve is mercy. You know, mercy is good, but it ain't grace. You know, grace is giving blessing to people who have not earned it or deserved it. You know, the illustration I gave earlier. You know, whereas mercy will pardon the sinner, grace gives the sinner a blessing. <laughs> you know, one pardons, but the other one's actually giving them a blessing. You know, that, that's kind of a, a contrast there. Why would... Why would the sinner get a blessing? It certainly would not be for his sin. You know, it certainly would not be for something he was entitled to or deserved. You know, it would be because of grace. That was the reason. Judging the person unworthy of God's grace 
is actually a corruption of grace. (laughs) Requiring someone earn our grace toward them, that that destroys it. That destroys it right there. Yeah, it's like it's like a gift, you know. If you tell them, you know, that you do this, you know, A, B, and C, you know, and I'll give you this gift. Well, you didn't really give it to me, did you? You know, I worked for it and I earned it. That's right. Yeah. So, um, you know, judging a person unworthy, that's a corruption. Requiring someone to earn our grace toward that destroys it. This person is either ignorant or incompetent to minister God's grace. You know, grace does not obligate others. Grace gives without requirement. No requirement. You know, it does not reciprocate. Grace gives us without expecting payment. Grace is another a response. Grace takes initiative. <clears throat> yeah, it just it don't it don't really come easy. You know, it's something. You know, it, but it can't be forced. It can only be purposed in your heart. Um, go to Second Corinthians twelve fifteen. <clears throat> Exactly a hard verse. Uh, I studied I studied this the other night, but I I got uh, I, I wrote myself a note <laughs> that uh, to study this this one verse more because you know it's exactly a uh, it's a tough verse. Twelve fifteen, Second uh, Corinthians twelve fifteen, and I will very gladly spend and be spent for you. Though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. That's, you know, that's a, that's a tough one right there, really. <clears throat> I say grace covers it, doesn't it? You know, this is exactly what God did when he gave us grace through Jesus Christ. God was not obligated to do anything for us in our sinful condition. You know, we certainly didn't deserve it. Our salvation is not earned by any good work or thought that we had. You know, uh, <clears throat> while you know, while we were yet sinners, was that, was that Romans five eight? I think it, I think it is Romans five eight. While while we were yet sinners, God not only withheld judgment, but mercy. He. Uh, but he poured out the riches, the riches of man. Catch that. <clears throat> you know, he didn't just pour it out, you know. He, he poured out the riches. The riches of his grace. I say, you know, our grace. You know, we might think it's pretty good, but his grace? That's, <laughs> hey, that's, 
We probably can't. We probably can't measure it. We probably we probably can't. And, uh, he poured he poured out <clears throat> the riches of his grace through Christ dying for our sins. That's grace. What more? What more? When grace sees a sinner, it thinks that person needs help. How can I help through Jesus? It does not think that person needs judgment or that person needs punishment. If your first thought is toward the latter, especially toward a brother or sister in Christ, then you're not exhibiting grace. Yeah, you be gracious toward others requires changing our thoughts toward sinners to redeem them by grace as we are saved for Christ's sake. It is possible to receive grace from God, be saved by grace, and be the least gracious person on the planet. <laughs> and, you know, I know, I know you've met them. <laughs> for shame, many recipients of grace are ungracious toward others. What a horrible thing. I think we might talk about that some last week. If you have received it, why not give it up? We should not re receive the grace of God in vain. 2 Corinthians 6 1. When then, as workers together with him beseech you also, you have received not the grace of God in vain. So you see, uh, we haven't received them in vain. If you have received God, grace from God, we must preach and practice it toward others for Christ's sake. That's what we do. That's all about what we do. We're running out of time, so that, that's all we can. That's all we can do for today on that. Uh, next week we'll uh, we'll move on over to Romans uh, 1.8. We're starting Romans 1.8. That'll be for next week, okay? okay. All right. Thank you. He was working. <laughs> he was a working machine. It's crazy, the pastor's wife is the last one to get here. <laughs>